Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 through 9. When you have it, say amen. If you don't have it, say wait. All right, we all got it. All right. Here we give the ring of God's word. I'll be reading from the New International Version. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not from yourselves. It is a gift of God, not by work, so that no one can boast. For we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. For it is by grace that you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is a gift of God. Not by works so that no one can boast. Let's bow heads in prayer. Heavenly Father, we come before you once again. And as we prepare our hearts to go into your word this morning, we ask now that you prepare us this morning, oh God, to hear. You say, he that has ears, let him hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to the church. So Father God, we ask that you will unplug our ears, that you will touch our hearts, that we will hear what you will speak to us this morning. Father, as the faces differ, so does the need in this house this morning. But I'm asking you, Father, right now in the name of Jesus, that you will minister truth and life to your people, that we will not leave here the same way we came in the name of Jesus, but we will be transformed in the presence of a holy God. So, Father, we worship you, and we bless you, and we praise you. May the words of my mouth and the intentions of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. O oh Lord, my strength and my redeemer. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. As I shared, we've been in this message series, this teaching series called Agents of Grace. Amen. And so... The Ages of Grace message series really speaks to the heart and speaks to the core values of our church here at the Gathering Church. If you are new to the Gathering Church, whether this is your first time or you've been coming the last few weeks, this has really been a teaching series on the heart of who we are and who we profess to be. Each week we, we, we've been speaking about the word grace, G-R-A-C-E. Week one, the G stood for all right. Praise the Lord. That was good because last week it was kind of weak. And then week two, the R stood for? Okay. And then last week we had a phenomenal time and the A stood for? Adoration or adore. Amen. And if you've been paying attention, each week we've been putting actually the word, amen, for, for, for the acronym of grace outside in our atrium. So you see grow, you, you saw reach, you saw a, a, a door, and I don't know if you, if you paid attention to what you saw this one when you came in, but what's today's word? Today's word is the word connect. Everybody say connect. Amen. So we're going to speak about connection today, about connection. An agent of grace is one who connects. Amen. If I had a subtitle for this, for, for this teaching today, I will call it Formed for God's Family. Connect. Formed for God's Family. The Bible says in the book of Hebrews chapter chapter 2 verse 10 and the New Living Translation, it says, God from whom through everything was made, chose to bring many children into glory. And it was only right that he should make Jesus through his suffering a perfect leader 
fit to bring them into salvation. I don't know about you, but we've been chosen to be a part of the family of God. When God the Father sent his son Jesus Christ to earth to die for our sins, it's so that we could be adopted into God's family. We were born, we were created, we were formed for God's family. Ephesians 1.5 says, God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do, and it gave him great, great pleasure. God has great pleasure, amen, even though his son had to suffer, but because he wants to be in relationship with us. We were created for God's Pleasure. We wasn't created just to waste time, just to live day in and live day out and just to do the same old simple mundane things of life every day. But we were created to have a relationship with God and a relationship with each other. First Peter 2.17 says, respect everyone and love the family of believers. Fear God and respect the king. God wants us to have a mutual love and respect for each other. An agent of God's grace is one who connects. One who fellowships with other believers. You were formed. I was formed. We were formed for God's family. 1 John 4.21 says, and, and he has given us this command. Those who love God must also love their fellow believers. We must not only love we must not only love God because we're good at loving God. We're good at worshiping God. We're good at lifting our hands to God. But we must have a sincere love for each other. You know, that's one of the things that I see missing in the church today is the love that we have for each other. You know, we know how to put on the mask. We know how to put on, amen, our Christian face. We know our Christian lingo. Praise the Lord. God bless. God is good all the time. All the time. God is good. How you doing, brother? I'm highly blessed. How you doing, sister? I'm highly favored of the Lord. Grace and peace be unto you. We know all the sayings. And we constantly ask, how you doing? I'm all right. And if I say I'm not like, oh, that's okay. We'll be praying for you. Praise the Lord. And we just talk over each other. But we don't really show genuine Christian love to each other. An agent of grace is one who connects. One who fellowships with other believers. Fellowshipping is loving God's family. Someone say that with me. Fellowship, Fellowship. is loving God's family. Yeah, fellowship is loving God's family. When we talk about having fellowship with each other, we're talking about having a love for each other. Not that phony Christian stuff. I'm talking about a real caring love for each other. That's the type of love that God wants us to have. 1 Timothy 3.14 says, Although I hope I can soon come. This is the apostle, amen, Paul talking to his spiritual son, um, Timothy. He said, I'm writing these things to you now. Then even if I'm delayed, you will know how to live in the family of God. He wanted Timothy to know how to live in the family of God. That family is the church of the living God. The church is called to be a family. We are God's family. Amen. The support and foundation of the truth. I love that. The church is God's family. And this is the support and the foundation of God's truth. God's truth and his support is built on the foundation of his church. 
He told Peter, he said, Peter, upon this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail uh, against it. So what's holding up the church? What's holding up the church is truth. What brings forth truth is love. That's why we say speak the truth in love. Someone knows the Bible this morning. And so that's the type of, of church that God is building. And we are part of that family. You know, I tell people, I say, you know what? If you, if you don't like me now, you got to get used to me because you're going to see me for eternity. I'm not going nowhere. So you got to learn to love me now. <laughs> we have to love each other now. Amen. It's not just what I just see on Sunday. I have to deal with him. We're going to be with each other. If you confess Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, if you are a dedicated follower of Christ, we're going to be with each other for eternity. So you better get used to it now. You better get used to worshiping and, 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 and fellowshipping now. Fellowship is loving God's family. So this morning, I just want to give you four levels of fellowship. Four levels of fellowship. And I'm going to encourage you this morning as we go through each of these to really do some self-introspection to see where you might lie on one of these four levels of fellowship. Amen? We're talking about being a part of God's family. We're talking about being an agent of grace. We're not just growing as an agent. We're not just reaching as an agent. We're not just worshiping, adoring Christ as an agent. But we also see connecting with each other as an agent of God's grace. Level number one. Everybody say membership. Uh-huh. Membership. To be a part of God's family, the first level of fellowship is membership. Or what I call choosing to belong. Amen. You choose to belong a part of a local assembly. You choose to be a part of a local church. Amen. Membership is very important. Amen. I used to watch the American Express commercials growing up. It said membership has its privileges. It is a privilege to be a part of church membership. Amen. The Bible says in Ephesians 2.19, consequently you are no longer foreigners or strangers but fellow citizens with God's people and also members of his household. Amen. When you receive Christ as your savior, the next thing that you need to do, you need to join a local fellowship. You need to find a church that's on fire for God. Amen. I didn't say find a church because there's no such thing as a perfect church. And if you find the perfect church, as soon as you join, you just made the church imperfect. So if you're looking for a perfect church, there's no such thing as a perfect church. If you look at Jesus' disciples, his disciples were not perfect. And in, in, in the hour of, of, of his worst agony, many of his disciples left him. They were not perfect. They were not perfect. And so we cannot therefore expect the church to be perfect. Some of us, I know we've dealt with hurt and, and pain from church. Because let me tell you something, as wonderful a church can be, it's also how painful church can be too. Let the people of God say amen to that. Amen. Uh-huh. There's some treacherous stuff that can happen in God's house. There's some carnal, demonic things that can go and happen in God's house. So we're not saying that the church is, is, is perfect. Or we're not saying the church is always a, a pretty place because it is not. That's why it's important that you have godly leadership. And if you're a part of a church that have godly leadership, you continue to pray and cover your godly leadership in prayer. 
Because we're in a day and age where godly leadership is a rare thing. Pastors stealing money, pastors sleeping around, so much corruption and foolishness are going on in the house of God, it sinks in the nostrils of our God. That's why you pray for your leadership, amen? Y'all pray for me, amen? We pray for each other, amen? But membership is the first level of fellowship, amen? The Bible says in Romans 12, 5, so in Christ, though many form one body, each member belongs to all of the others. In other words, there are different parts of the body of Christ. Just like I have my hands, my arms, my feet, my head, my lips, my eyes, my ears. So that there are also different parts in the body, in the local church. Amen. Everybody's role and everybody's responsibility is different in the church. Everybody's ministry is different in the church. If you're not a singer, I would not recommend you to join the worship team. Praise the Lord. You can make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Amen. But have the microphone in your mouth might not be your gift day. If you're a person that gets an attitude quickly, maybe you should not be an usher. Because maybe someone will walk in with a nasty attitude and then you might have a nasty attitude as well. So maybe that's not the place for you. Amen. If children get on your last nerve, you should not be working in the youth ministry. Leave the G-Kids to those who have a heart and passion for children. But there are different parts, amen, to the body, just as there are different parts in the church. And we are all are members of the church. Amen? In the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 12 through 13, the Apostle Paul is talking to the church of Corinth. And he said, you can easily, this is the message Bible, you can easily enough see how this kind of thing works by looking no further than your own body. Your body has many parts, limbs, organs, cells, but no matter how many parts you can name, you're still one body. It's exactly the same with Christ. By, by the means of one spirit, we all said goodbye to our partial piecemeal lives. We each use we each use to independently call our own shots. Huh? But when we enter into a larger integrated life it which, in, in which he has the final say in everything. This is what we proclaimed in word and action when we were baptized. We just had these two beautiful sisters that were baptized. What they said in essence in their baptism is that they're dying to the old self. That they're no longer calling the shots for their own life, but now they're surrendering their lives to the call of God. They're surrendering their lives to the will of God. That's what baptism is. We call baptism a coming out party. We call baptism, this is, not, this, 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 this is the moment in which we're declaring to the world, this is who we are, that we are followers of Jesus Christ. That we are a member, we are a part of the body of Christ. So the first level of fellowship is membership. The Bible says in Romans 6 3, that's what, baptiz that that's what baptism into the life of Jesus means. When we're lowered into the water, it is like the burial of Jesus. And we were raised up out the water, it's like the resurrection of Jesus, a new life that God has for us. So that's level number one. So many of you, if you're already a member of the Gathering Church or about to become a member of the Gathering Church, that's membership. That's number one. But the sad thing is, many of us stop there at Membership. There are three more levels 
to go to. Amen. We're talking about connecting today. We're talking about going deeper today. Level two is friendship. Everybody say friendship. Friendship, if I were, if I were to um, rename or give it another subject title, I would call it learning to share. Learning to share friendship. The Bible says in Acts 2.44, all the believers met together constantly and shared everything with each other. In other words, they made time to connect. They wasn't always so busy doing everything that they did not take time to build friendships. I don't know about you, but you need friendships in the kingdom of God. You need some saved, Holy Ghost-filled, faith-filled friends around you. Not people who are going to tear you down. Not people who are going to constantly throw your past in your face. Not people who are going to berate you, but people who are going to build you up. You need some godly friends. You need someone who can tell you the truth in love. You need someone who can check you in love and say, uh-uh, that's, that's, that's not the way you're supposed to do that. You need someone who can build you up when you feel like throwing in a towel and giving up. You need to have some friends. Even Jesus had friends. He told his disciples, Peter, James, and John, can you not just watch and pray with me for one hour? Those were his closest friends. Even Jesus needed friends. So how much more do we need friends? Jesus didn't even do ministry by himself. He raised up 12 to work along his side. How much more do we need people to work along our side? No man is an Allen unto himself. You need you some godly friends. And notice I put the emphasis on godly. Not your turn up buddy. Because they're going to get a prayer through when you're going through. I ain't talking about that. Okay? I ain't talking about your fair weather friend that you go to every now and then. I'm talking about having a true child of God, a relationship. Amen? Amen. Somebody who knows you. Amen? Not the you you want people to see, but who knows you for you. Well, y'all quiet this morning. You need some real friends. Amen. The real friends that, 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 that can see your, 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 your feet bare. Amen. Who can see your bunions. Amen. The real friends that can see without your weave on. Come on now. I'm talking about Wilf, the real friend that can come up to your house and your house is dirty. You're like, girl, please. I'm talking about some real friends. I'm not talking about those friends where you're oh, they coming over. Girl, we got to get everything. We got to get everything. Oh, I don't want them to tell about me. I don't want them to talk about me in the church. I'm talking about some real friends. Someone who can see you when you're down and out and when you're up and surviving. Come on. You need some friends. And some of you, you, you have gone through the first level of fellowship. You, you, you have membership, but you don't have friendship. Do you even have any friends in the church? Oh, or, or do we just see you every Sunday? You say, hi, praise the Lord. And we do the welcome. So you just go and just hug each other. Because you're not really being an agent of grace. If you're not taking time to connect. Oh, you're always so busy. Girl, I got this. Bro, I got this. I got this. I got that. Let me tell you something. When you, be, when, when you will get to a place of need, and trust me, everybody gets to a place where they have a great need. You will have nobody around to help you. If you ain't willing to help somebody else, they're going to be willing to help you. Friendship is about, again, learning to share. When I learn to share, that means I also learn to sacrifice. And the problem is we don't want to sacrifice. Pastor, what do we share? What do you mean learn to share? Number one, learn to share. This is all under friendship. We share our experiences with each other. Amen? 
Some of you are college students, amen. You share your experience about being in college. Some of you are married, you have young kids. You share your experience with other parents that have young kids too. You share your experiences together. Some of you are single and you're waiting for God to send that magical one your way. Amen. You share your experiences of singlehood together. We're in the struggle. <laughs> you share your experiences together. Here's a very important one. Not just our experiences, but we share our homes. Oh, I come against that spirit right now. We share our homes with each other. Well, that's how you invite someone over to your home. Those are too dirty. You got junk everywhere, so you don't invite nobody over. When last time you open up your home and say, come on for dinner. See, look, in a day of social media, it sounds so archaic to ask someone to come over to your home. But true fellowship ain't going to take place over text messaging. Amen. Ain't going to take place over me liking your quote and liking your picture that, your picture that you took that looked all perfect. Because you got some what, fake, fake book? I like that. Fake book. How about that? You need the faith book. That's what you need. The Bible says in 1 Peter 4, 9, open your homes to each other. They open their homes to each other. See, when I first got saved, we were already, we were already at each other's homes. Amen. Right, Saliks? How many times that we was at your house? Like every Friday, we would go up. And then after cook, we went and got some food outside. We just hung out. You need fellowship. We're at that age where we just going and going and going and going. No, you need a life. If your life is just around your job and you're coming home, there's something out of whack. There's something out of balance. And you need to ask God to give you the wisdom how to transition out of that mindset. We need relationships. We need to connect with each other. Fellowshipping is loving God's people. We must do it. We must do it. And the last part about friendship, this level two of, 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 of the levels of fellowship, is we don't just share our experiences, we don't just share our homes, we also share our problems with our friends. Galatians 6.2 says, share each other's troubles and problems. Share your burdens. With We're supposed to help each other carry our burdens. You can't carry that stuff by yourself. That stuff will eat you up and make you feel dead on the inside. You can't do that stuff by yourself. You will hurt yourself. You will self-destruct. You need friendship. You need people who can see for who you really are, but also see God working in your life. That's what you need. You need friendship. Level three. Here we go. So we have, what was number one? Membership. Number two was friendship. Number three now is Partnership, partnership, partnership. Amen. Doing my part in God's family. Amen. God has given each and every one of us a work to do in his kingdom. If you confess Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, there's a work for you to do in his kingdom. When I speak about his kingdom, I'm speaking about in his church. There's a work for you to do.
First Corinthians 3 9 says we are partners working together for God. Amen. Ephesians 4 16 says the whole body is fitted together perfectly as each part does its own special work. It helps other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. It is our responsibility. Amen. To have a partnership to partner with our local church to partner with each other for the work of the kingdom. If I didn't have people who had a desire to be on the sound booth right now, you would not have no sound. If I didn't have someone who had a desire to, 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 to use their, their, their instruments to bless God, we would have no music. Everybody plays a part in the kingdom of God. If it wasn't people upstairs sacrificing their time by not being in service but being upstairs with the children, we would have no children's ministry. But it's everybody sacrificing and, and partnering with the vision of the gathering church, that this would truly be a place of grace where people far from God experience life in Christ. How can people experience that life in Christ if we're not partnering with the vision that God gave for this house? Like I said to you a few weeks ago, it ain't the pastor's job to do everything. My job is to train you. You're the real ministers. Because you have people and places that I will never see. There will be their friends and relatives that will never listen to Pastor Arthur. But they'll listen to you. Actually, their eyes are on you. They're watching you. The Bible says you are like a living an epistle. That means that when people read the pages of your, of your life, they're supposed to see Christ. If they never take one look in a Bible, but they look at your life, your life is a walking Bible. You are the word made flesh. If I can't see Christ in your life, why would I want to serve the God you talk about? Then this would be something distinctively unique, special about you. And if we're going to have partnership, partnership is allowing Christ to shine through you. Partnership is, 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 is doing your part of being a part of God's family. Our job here at the Gathering Church at as God brings more people into our fellowship is to continue to make this place a place of grace. It continues to, 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 to grow the love, to, to grow the, the warmness. I hope you felt love when you walk in this church. I hope you don't feel like we're putting on a mask. We're, we're, we're being authentic. If we actually how you're doing, we're not trying to be nosy, trying to be in your business. Because we generally care for you. We generally love you. We want God's best for your life. That's how desire. That, that's, that's my heart as a shepherd of this house. And so our job as members of, 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 of God's church is also to share that love and to share that grace with other people. We must do our part in God's family. Tell your neighbor there's a work for you to do. That was weak. Like I asked them, said there's a work for you to do. That's right. You got a work to do. Amen. There's a work for you to do. You got to work it. Amen. There's a work for you to do. Amen. So level one is membership. Choosing to belong. Level two is friendship. Learning to share. Level three is partnership. Doing my part in God's family. And it brings me to level four. Only a few have reached this level four. But let me tell you something. Level four is very important. It's very important. And level four is kinship. Everybody say kinship. Amen. Loving believers like family. Loving believers like family. 
Membership, choosing to belong. I could deal with you. I can tolerate you. Friendship, I'm not going to be friends with everybody in the church, so I'll have a select few of people that I connect with that are on my life stage, that, that, that we do life together. That's cool. Partnership, okay, I'll, I'll minister, I'll join a ministry, I'll get involved, I'll help the church to reach out to touch people, to bring people to the place of grace. But now we have kinship. Kinship. Loving believers like family. Here's the problem. We all come from different types of family. There is no real functional family. Every family has its dysfunction. I'll say that again. I don't care if you saved all your life. I don't care if you've been raised in the church all your life. I don't care if you came out your mother's room speaking in other tongues. Every family has its dysfunction. Show me a functional family. Everybody is dysfunctional in some way, form, or faction. So what happens is when we begin to talk about the family of God, we naturally equate our first experience of family with our personal family. So if I didn't necessarily have a great relationship with my mother, right, and, you know, we just say hi and bye. That's my first experience with family. So when I come into God's house and we say that we are a family, I naturally equate that type of experience with each other. I'll just say hi and bye. If I've been hurt by my family, I live guarded. So when I come into God's family, I'm, oh, y'all following me? I'm still guarded. So I don't really let you see the real me because I've been hurt by my natural family. So I think I'm going to be hurt by my spiritual family. Uh huh. Some people have daddy issues. And so when I begin to speak that I'm, the, I'm not just a pastor, but I'm a father. Amen. They have issues with me saying spiritual father because they have daddy issues. But I'm not your daddy. I'm not your physical daddy. Your daddy might have walked out on you, but your heavenly father said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So there's a transformation that has to happen in the thinking of how we perceive a family should be. And so when we speak about kinship, we speak about loving believers like family. There is a closeness. There, there, there is a knitting that must take place in our hearts if we're going to call ourselves agents of God's grace. If we call ourselves believers, children of God, we must treat each other like family. I'm not talking about the family that gets together around the holidays and you got your crazy uncle and your crazy aunt. I'm not talking about that family, but you know you got some crazy ones in the church too. Say amen somebody. Amen. And you love them in spite of. You say, oh, that's just crazy Aunt Susie. That's just Uncle Bobo. He's just crazy like that. Don't pay him no mind. He's all right. And y'all just keep on fellowshipping. That's the same thing in the church. We have to have a love and a mutual respect for each other. I'm sick of going to churches where people are just phony. Smiling your face and talk behind your back. They want to pray for you, but they just want to find out information so they can gossip about you. That's not what family does. That's not how we're supposed to live. Kinship. Loving believers like family. 
Acts 2.42 said they were like a family to each other. My prayer, no matter how big the Gavin Church gets, they will always be like a family to each other. That's why we have connection groups. It's not so we could sit around and just, and, and, and just throw scriptures at you. So we could build friendship. We could build a family. Sometimes as a pastor, the most frustrating thing is to help people to grow. Because sometimes people don't value their growth. They value everything else. They value their job. They value this. They value that. But they don't value their spiritual life. And if you come to church, my job is to shepherd you, to help you to grow. But in growing, you need a family to help you to grow. God wants us to love each other like family. Romans 12, 10 in the good word um, um, edition of the Bible, it says, be devoted to each other like a loving family. God wants us to be a loving family. He wants us to have that love. And now, let me speak about love. When we speak about love, we're not just talking just about, hi, I'm just friendly to you. That word love, amen, in the word of God, is the word agape in, 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 in the Greek text. And that word agape means unconditional love. That, that talks about a love that's not set upon conditions. That talks about a love that overlooks faults and needs. That's the t- same type of love that God has for you. And John 3.16 says, for God so loved the world. He, in other words, he, he, he had an unconditional love that in spite of your mess, in spite of your shortcomings, in spite of your issues, he still chose to love you. And that's the same type of love that God wants us to have for each other. Despite of your attitude, despite of that you told me off that you walked away from me last week, despite of, 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 of your past, I still have a love and a respect for you. That's the type of love that we're supposed to have for each other. One pastor I was talking to, he said he almost had to break up a fight in his church because two members were fighting each other. I said, what kind of mess? Is this the Jerry Springer show or the house of God? I was like, this is some things that you just won't tolerate. If you have a disagreement, just keep your mouth shut. Just walk on. But say, meet me outside. Three o'clock. Come on, meet me outside. No. That's not the type of, of life that God's constantly. We're family. We might have a disagreement, but we work it out. We don't hold grudges against each other and say, you know, you don't want to mess with her because she's this and you don't mess with her. We don't do that. wants us to be real and genuine. Really genuine don't mean that you're perfect. It don't mean that. It means that with your shortcomings, with your issues, with your habits, with your hang-ups, you still come. But you allow God to work on you. See, each Sunday there should be a difference. You should, you're, you're, you're supposed to be like a caterpillar going through a metamorphosis to become a butterfly. And each Sunday, you're shifting, you're changing, your thinking is changing, your spirit is changing, your life is changing. But that only happens when you're in a healthy place and you have kinship. You have love for other believers and you love them 
back your brother and sister. Why do we care about the brother and sister, brother and sisters? That's just something that just came from, you know, from, from, from the black church brother, you know, and so we call it brother and sister because we are really brothers and sisters in Christ. It's not to be formalized, brother this and sister that. It's because we are family. We're family. I have a respect for you as a brother. The way I would treat my brother, the way I would treat my sister, that's the way I treat you. In a healthy relationship. Some of you treat your brothers and sisters not in a healthy way. Somebody in a healthy way. That means if your brother's down, you go pick him up, you don't walk by them. Or say that's somebody else's issue. No, no. If you see someone with a flat tie to go to this church, you go to this church, your job is to help them. If you see someone struggling and going through, your job is to help them. Not to say, I'm going to say a prayer. No, 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 no. Be the prayer. Be the prayer. I pray. That's what we do. Come on now. I pray for y'all. I'm just going to lift you up and pray. No, 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 no. Be the answer to your prayer. You do something about it. See your mother struggling with her kids? Here's some money. Let me be the answer to the prayer. Because we like to dress it up. Oh, that's just, that's just us being irresponsible. Again, not being a genuine family for each other. Be the answer. An agent of grace is the one who does something. Who's on assignment. Looking for opportunities to share God's love and grace with other people. And our job is to look to connect with each other. That's our job as believers today. So I, I, I want to charge you, and I'm closing church. I want to charge you today. Take some time to connect. Take some time to get to know your brothers and sisters in Christ. Some of you see each other every Sunday. And another has gone behind high, a hug, and bye. Take some time to connect with your spiritual family. Membership, level one. Friendship, level two. Partnership, level three. And kinship, level four. These are the four levels of fellowship that God wants us to live on as agents of grace. An agent of grace is one who connects. You were formed for God's family. So my challenge is let's be God's family. Amen. Amen. You are important to me. I need you to survive. That's what it's all about. I want to see you be the best you. I want to see you be the best. I want God's best for your life. I want to see you survive. Come on, Jesus, help me sing that. You are important. You are important to me. I need.
nice. That's nice. Y'all sound pretty saying that. Ain't that special? Now, I need y'all to really get up out your seat. We're going to put some action to our words. And I want you to go find somebody. All right? We're going to sing this song together this morning. Amen? So move out your aisles. Come on. And if you're not used to this, this is the way we do it here. We family. Go greet them. Say, hey, how you doing?
any storm or situation or problem or struggle that might be going through today. Even now, in the name of Jesus. And you believe that church? Say amen. Hallelujah.